Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of the Mums That Meet podcast. Today I'm sitting down with Alice. Me and Alice talk about making time for yourself as a mum and why you should ask for help rather than wait for help. The importance of finding like-minded women and how they can help you through motherhood and finding your purpose and not putting too much pressure on yourself, especially in the first year of motherhood. Hope you enjoy listening to this episode and thank you again for listening. Thank you so much for joining me today, Alice. Would you like to give everyone a little intro to yourself and who you are? Yes, so I'm Alice. Um, I set up Mother Hustler um, about two years ago, which is an online platform for mums. Um, It focuses on changing um, your own idea of self-worth. Um, and your perception of yourself as a mother so kind of learning how to value yourself as a woman and and a mother and realizing that that role carries value as such Um, it also focuses on flexible working um, and putting family first which is something that I'm really passionate about basically Um, I think that we should all be prioritizing family life and work should fit in around that and I think it's a huge culture change that we all need to make so that's why I set up Mother Hustler yeah Um, I'm also a journalist and I've worked in PR um I do all sorts of things like that (laughs) wow honestly you're amazing and then on top of all of this you even have two children so I do indeed so I know the juggle well (laughs) yeah you do you do well thank you for that well I guess I'll just get straight into the question. So did you always want to be a mum? You know what? Yeah. Um, But for many years, I would say in my 20s, the fact that I wanted to be a mum was something I carried with shame. Um, So I would never talk about it positively. I'd always be like, brush it off as something I'll have to go through for a few years until I get back to what's important. So my job and career and thinking about it now that was very much social conditioning because yeah my gut has always told me the most important thing I'll ever do in my life and the most crucial thing for me was to be a mother um so I think I've always wanted to be a mum but um it wasn't something that came easily to me (laughs) yeah oh wow that's really interesting to hear because I think I kind of get what you mean you kind of feel like if I want to be a mum then that's a part of my life that's kind of got get put on hold for a while so you don't yeah. want to shout about it too much but yeah, yeah I never really thought of it but, like that but I guess I, was I think kind as, of well, as well before you have kids exactly like what you just said you think it's like your life's put on hold but you can't possibly get your head around the fact that actually your life has just changed it's not just pause it's exactly. that you will adapt and shift basically yeah exactly that yeah that's so true <laughs> so how did you feel when you first found out you was a mum then going to be um, gosh I was trying to get pregnant for about a year um wow. and at that point I was thinking maybe I'll never get pregnant at all so actually I'd gone hardcore party because <laughs> <laughs> I've been so healthy living for like a year um and I'd had a really really boozy night out I think I'd drunk about three bottles of Prosecco and it was the oh, next wow. morning that I found out I was pregnant so the morning I found out I felt so guilty because I was just like oh my god oh my god is the baby gonna be okay um I've since found out that in case anyone ever wonders those first two weeks 
apparently a kind of a write-off and that's what I told myself so I was like it's okay but <laughs> I was so kind of like consumed with worry yeah and what I yeah. didn't realize at the time was that was the beginning of the rest of my life so <laughs> I think that's the thing is that you don't realize is it's just going to be worry after worry after worry actually um, yeah so I was so over the moon but just I think I'd, I'd never known worry like it and yeah, it never stopped from there basically yeah it's so true because I never saw myself to be a worrier or anxious or anything like that but like you're saying from the day you find out you're pregnant it's mm. like just worrying about the pregnancy worrying that everything's going all right and then worrying about the birth and worrying about yeah. the baby when they hit like it's literally it never stop it's too much actually I hate it actually yeah quite relaxed yeah so what were your expectations of motherhood first what you actually went through um so when the when Dylan arrived um I kind of thought that so it was against my nature but I just thought in my head that the important thing to do was to have the baby get that baby to about six months old and then go back to work as like full time and put the baby in childcare it'll be fine yeah well the day he came <laughs> nothing was the same and that never happened um I just realized overnight that this was the most important job that I was ever gonna have to do and that my head had to be in it yeah um and I did go back to work but not till he was 13 months old and to be honest I still felt that he was too young then I found it quite traumatic so I think that's what it didn't prepare me for is I always thought I'd be like the thing is though he would always have been too young he's like nearly four now and if I hadn't sent him I'd still have been like he's too little (laughs) (laughs) so there is no good time is there yeah totally um so yeah, I forgot what the question was. <laughs> <laughs> what your expectation was versus yeah, what so happening. Yeah. I think the expectation was that I would be able to have a clear, clear plan. Mm. Um, and the reality was it knocked me for six and completely changed the way I lived going yeah. forward. Yeah, because I think as well, like, especially when people are pregnant, everyone's like waiting to not be pregnant no more so I can get back to myself or yes. so I can do this, so I can do that. And then yeah. it's like, you have the baby, like, oh, wow, I don't feel back to myself. I actually probably feel yeah. even way further than myself than when I was pregnant. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's true. You're not as um, flexible and stuff as you thought. It's, it's crazy to think, isn't it? I think the quicker you accept that you're never going to get back to yourself, mm. the happier you'll be in motherhood because the more you fight it, the more exhausting it is. Okay. So at the beginning, I really tried to carry on being me and I remember those first few weeks having the door open doing my usual hosting like I just had a baby I hadn't physically recovered and I was there like making tea and cakes what was I thinking I should have just chilled (laughs) you know it's funny you can't get your head around that to begin with but I think a few months in you have to embrace it don't you yeah no definitely 100% and I think like you said a lot of women put pressure on themselves in the beginning to carry on like you said hosting and people let so many visitors in and they'll be doing all this stuff and it's like (laughs) just relax just take it in and just enjoy the process I guess isn't it yeah definitely I actually think that this whole lockdown situation mums won't see it but it is one plus point for them that you'll have to come home and just rest for the beginning and not see anyone that uh, that is actually ideal for those early weeks 
Yeah, yeah, it's true because <laughs> literally you're not allowed visitors. <laughs> yeah, crazy. exactly. It's a different like lifestyle completely. So, yeah. um, so what did you do like before? What was your background before you had children? I know you spoke about it a little bit. You worked in PR and stuff, but what did you do? Um, I worked in the media since I was 21 years old. So I worked in television um, and then I left that job to go traveling. Um, And when I got home, I got a job in magazines um, and I began writing. Um, I worked on Prima magazine for a year and then I worked on Best magazine for a year. Um, And after that, I worked, um, I kind of did a few shifts. So I did the Daily Mail and um evening standard so i did a lot of the big kind of newspapers um and what a cv things yeah it it was fairly incredible actually i was really lucky to have got those breaks um but i also worked really hard and for free for a long time which i have a problem with now i tell anyone not to do that um but as a result of that um i got a job in pr and from there onwards I was in that job for about two years before I got pregnant Um, and now I do a bit of everything um, and a bit of social media as well I would say that I am a multi-hyphenate as they say as in I have lots of different um, skills and roles and I think that's a really good way to be now because yeah this crisis has highlighted that things are changing so much that really ideally it's good to be able to put your hand to different forms of working yeah 100 percent. that's so true so do you feel like you know what your like your passion or your purpose is like what you should be working on funny enough no (laughs) (laughs) so I love what I do and I love working in communications and I love social media um Long term, I think my purpose is going to be deeper and I'm still figuring that out. Yeah, yeah. I think I have recently discovered spirituality in the sense of like having a deeper meaning and purpose. And I would say I've never been religious. In fact, in my younger life, I would have said I'm an atheist and I don't believe in a traditional God as such at the moment. Yeah, yeah. But I believe there is a greater good and I do believe that people are here to serve a purpose. Yeah, and yeah. A lot of people go through a lot and don't necessarily find that purpose. So I think, I hope I find it. Um, and I think being able to find it means um, doing things that scare you and putting yourself out there. And I'm realizing that now, whereas for a long time, I lived in a fear mindset. So I would say I'm definitely still discovering my purpose. And I'm hoping that... Um, I'll kind of get that I think that um it's really important to me to make a difference to people's lives so I think that is going to be the bones of my purpose but I don't know exactly what it how is you're going to be able to do that <laughs> yeah no I totally get that as well because I feel like your purpose even changed at different points of your life as well like obviously yeah. where we're mums now like there's a purpose that we hold here and within our families and how we can help other mums and other people outside as well yeah. so no I definitely I get that but so you you did so much by the sounds of it before you even had children and you still do so much now but do you ever feel like you lost the love to do any of this stuff or like even lost yourself I feel... with it? 
Probably did, yeah. I think, but you know what? I think you do have to lose yourself as a mum to refind yourself. Yeah. Um, I think that that's part of the process. Um, and I think that where I'm at now, my career isn't going exactly as I would like it. I do get frustrated because I have a lot of big visions and ambition in my life. And right now, I have a one-year-old and a three-year-old. Yeah. Um, and that is all-consuming. So. I am not doing half of the things that I wanted to be doing, but I'm in a place now where I'm okay with that. Yeah. Uh, it was a really long time that I was quite hard on myself and would say like my internal narrative would say I was lazy and that's why I wasn't getting what I was getting done and yeah. not launching this and not launching that. Whereas now I'm like, what I'm doing right now is going to be the most important part of my life. Yeah. One day I'm going to understand that. Yeah, yeah. And time and the opportunities to do all of the other stuff will come round again. But for now, the most important thing that you have to do as a mother is, especially those first few years, like yeah. their development and what they need from you is so consuming that I think if you are kind of like all in on that, that can never be a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Because I think like you're saying it's like you feel you can feel bad on yourself sometimes I felt that in the first years I'd see so many people doing certain things I think oh, I should start this business or I should be doing this because there's that whole <laughs> you're at home take advantage of being at home and do yeah. something but you're not just at home doing nothing you're literally adjusting your life becoming a mom and all that stuff yeah. so you do end up putting pressure on yourself but I think you're right I do agree with you in the sense that what I'm doing right now is actually important to right now and will make sense later on. It's all part of your journey, isn't it? Like, and then My friend Esther said something to me once and yeah. it's always stuck with me. She basically said that what you're doing now is setting up the backbone for the rest of your life yeah. and the investment that you're putting in your children will pay off again the same way that like one day you'll invest in your career again but right now the most important thing is to like nourish your family and I think that that is so true yeah it is it is true so that, those times where you felt like you was giving yourself those narrative like oh I'm lazy I should be doing this was that did that have an effect on your confidence definitely so I would say the beginning I was very unhappy um I probably did have borderline postnatal depression in hindsight um I felt a bit worthless um I didn't feel that I was fulfilling anything of yeah of like value for a while yeah um and I fairly quickly realized that what I was doing was of value and that other people were feeling the same way which is why I'd started Mother Hustler because I just became so sick of hearing mums like say they're just a mum. Oh, like, yeah. Hate you that, should honestly. be owning it. Like, yeah. they're, honestly, there is nothing, mum or dad, there is nothing more important that you will do in your life than raise the next generation. It's the only legacy that you leave. 100%. All yeah. of the other stuff you're doing is irrelevant in a way. Like, one day we all die. Yeah. The only thing that lives on is what we leave behind. And our children are that, basically. There's nothing more important. Yeah, it's so true. And I think, you're right, we underestimate the job that we're doing here. And we do think yeah. uh, you're focusing on, like, doing all this other stuff, but your children are your legacy. And ultimately, 
if that's not right, then I'm, I feel like will we even have a will we rest in peace? <laughs> as they say, you're just gonna be you know yeah. worrying, thinking. Well, I guess you'll be dead, but you know what I mean. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it won't be a good feeling leaving the earth, like knowing that you haven't put all your effort into there. So yeah, no, that that makes sense. So what did you do to start? Obviously, you started with a hustler, but was there like a light bulb moment for you that thought, you know, what, I need to start rebuilding my confidence. I need to start, you know putting myself first a little bit um I think I started Mother Hustler because although I talk about motherhood and how much I love it it can also be really suffocating and Mm -hmm. I'd got to a point at that point I think Dylan was about the early stages of starting it he was about three months old or four months old and I just needed something that was for me um yeah so I started it and I quickly became connected to like-minded women Mm -hmm. and the release that that gave me was incredible because all of a sudden um the kind of interactions that I used to have in my professional life I was still having those yeah um and I didn't really realize how important that was for me Mm -hmm. um when you're just at home with a baby and you're used to you know kind of like conversations and being able to talk about what you're going through and all of a sudden there's no one to talk to it's really hard and as much as I loved all of the new mum friends that I'd made not all of them were exactly my cup of tea yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) realistically I hung around with a different kind of woman before I had kids and when I discovered Instagram yeah um I finally found that I'd I had people that got me um it's really hard because I think when I first had kids I thought that I would get on with all other mums yeah yeah motherhood is just like any other kind of life in the sense that some people you'll gel with and some people you won't and once you find the right people I think that women as well to other women are really important for you finding your purpose because I think if you've got people that will support you and lift you up stuff will just kind of happen yeah yeah I think because obviously in this day and age everyone's always like find your tribe find your tribe but I feel like you do kind of need to a little bit so like you're saying it kind of helps with your purpose it helps you and I'm the same like you I thought okay like especially have being a twin mum oh once I meet a twin mum of course we're going to be friends like we we got twins like we can relate but it's like oh actually I don't think I like the woman (laughs) behind the mum but yeah it's hard isn't it because there's a lot of people like as you say you know before you had kids there were a lot of people that you didn't really gel with it's the same when you become a mum and I think that I just thought that every person that had a child same age as mine would be the same as me but yeah it doesn't work that way no it really doesn't (laughs) it doesn't so um what advice would you give to someone that's like maybe was in the position you was in and they want to find motivation to start up a passion or start up a purpose or something I would say go and set up something like an Instagram account and just see how it unfolds yeah um I would I've made big progress on mine and it's really helped me kind of you do realize what on yours I as well, want by to the way, do honestly oh, your message that you put you. across is so good and it's really <laughs> just what you need to see sometimes so honestly thank you for sharing oh this that's really nice it makes such a difference because as you know running social media it actually takes a lot of energy and yes. I don't think people really realize how much work it is yeah um 
it's really hard because obviously you don't make that much money from Instagram either. Mm. But for me, the purpose of Instagram is much bigger than money. Yeah, yeah. It's about making a difference. And I think that connecting with the right people has lifted me up to wherever I'm meant to go anyway. Yeah. Um, but I would tell them to set up something like that, um, whether it be an Etsy shop, mm-hmm. Instagram, um, something that is for you, a newsletter that you send out weekly, a parenting newsletter, something which is your little way to connect with uh you know who you were before that will make a huge difference to your mental health yeah yeah no I totally agree so what would you say has been one of your biggest challenges like with like running mother hustler and being a mom and all the all everything else um I would say the kids for a start because <laughs> yeah. just when I got to a point where Dylan was about two I was pregnant again oh wow um and that was difficult for me because it was just starting to all take off and I was starting to do really well and then I had to start the whole thing again from the beginning but I had the hindsight this time to be like it's a year you know that first year I just if I if I ever have another kid I would just write it off like I would (laughs) never expect to move mountains in the first year of a child's life because if you're doing it like you know if you're with a child all day then it's gonna like be all consuming you're not gonna have that much energy left like Joni turned one on Wednesday and already my headspace is so much better I feel now I feel that I have a little bit more space to revisit me and it will just keep going that way as you know like every year there's just that little bit more yeah um so I would say as well like you know to be prepared to take it slow and just kind of go with the flow so did you find it harder then going from like no kids to having one or have like one definitely harder going from no kids to having one but what shocked me about one to two and it's funny because you're a twin mum so I'd be interested to see if you agree with this but my friend Sophie one of my best friends she's got twins and she always says to me when I get really frustrated she's like you've got it harder than me because you've got two of different ages. So she's like, all of the problems that you're talking about, they never really happened for me because my two were always the same age. So I knew whatever was an issue for one of them, the other one had the same issue. Whereas what shocked me about having Joni, who was two years younger than Dylan, was having to consider these two different ages. Um, And that's what I found consuming this time is trying to find like, especially in lockdown, trying to find activities that, engage both of them is so hard because Chody just wants to trash everything (laughs) and Dylan gets really frustrated with that so I think that's what I found harder the second time yeah and I think I agree with your friend because I always say that because the twins they're the same age obviously they're different children so they do like to do things slightly differently but generally they're the same level so it is a bit easier in that sense the same food you wear the same do you know what I mean it's a bit easier to handle activities and all that stuff but I can imagine if like one's crying or one needs like breastfeeding but one wants to colour with mummy it must be quite hard to actually the breastfeeding thing was really hard the second time round like trying to establish breastfeeding and have a three-year-old who wanted to play I was so guilty about that but you know it's a short period of time so obviously you said there as well like the first year is practically a write-off because you're adjusting and you know getting used Mm. to it but within that first year did you like try to take time out for yourself at all or did you just like kind of you know what Alice you've got to wait a year a little bit or 
Um, I would say I took time out as in I would go to my husband, right, I'm going to have rest now. That was my time the second time because actually I knew from hindsight the first time that I probably was not going to feel like getting dressed and going out yeah. with my friends. So I did go out a couple of times actually, um, but not very much because I just felt that having to, at such a young age, was so consuming that the only thing I wanted to do whenever I got an opportunity yeah. was rest. I feel really differently now though. Like had it not been locked down, I think I'd be getting my life back mm. now. Um, so that's the main thing is like, it's so fast that it changes. Once you're through that first year, I think everything is so different yeah. so quickly. And I think it's true what you're saying there. Like, well, you said there, you just rest. You don't really necessarily go out and do stuff. But I feel like sometimes that's all you need because I'm one of those. I don't necessarily yeah. need time to... Well, I, I do like time out with my friends and going out to do certain stuff. But sometimes I literally just want to be in the room. I just want to relax, <laughs> close my eyes for a little bit and just chill. Yeah. So, yeah, just, I guess, yeah. finding what time that you need for yourself and then trying to fit that in to your lifestyle. And I love how yeah. you said you'll just, like, tell your husband, like, I, I need to go rest because... I'm the same and I think a lot of women don't ask their husbands for support and they kind of yeah. either wait for their husband to ask them and they won't necessarily ask because they don't know they think you're just fine or yeah they just think I'll yeah. do it all by myself so it's the Wonder Woman myth it's the worst so everybody just says I get really angry and anyone calls you Wonder Woman because I'm like no it's just average woman <laughs> yeah, <Maybe yeah>. like... <laughs> the Wonder Woman thing is like a problem for all of us because men really do believe in their head that we are stronger and invincible creatures yeah, who can just yeah, yeah. cook dinner <laughs> do the washing look after the kids and not break a sweat and it's like actually I really do believe that they're probably just as capable as us it's just more like social conditioning that we're used yeah, to doing yeah, it and yeah. they're not um and the more you kind of call them out on that and just say look you make dinner tonight I'm going to take five minutes the easier things get and it's it's hard to start doing that I did find when I started like because at first I tried to be Wonder Woman like we all do when we have children um and then I realized it just was not sustainable um and now me and my husband we check in with each other most weeks and we're like what do you need this week um and we try and make sure that we both have it but it's a constant learning curve and it changes all the time and I like as well obviously where I've been speaking to you during lockdown you said that you have like 12 till 2 for yourself to do like your work or to relax or whatever and I think that's just so nice that you have a set time in your day like this is for me and did you ever like yeah. suffer mum guilt a little bit when you used to first start implementing like these times for yourself so actually the reason I implemented it this time was because I mean I, I talk all the talk but I am the worst for having to learn <laughs> yeah. the hard way when we went into lockdown I was like to us you've got the like you know the main job because I'd been furloughed at the moment I'm gonna look after the kids so you just work and I'll yeah. focus on the children I hadn't taken into consideration how mentally draining it would be to look after two children with no help because my old style would have been sling them over my shoulder, go around to my mate's house and we'll just do it between us. And it's fine. Whereas on your own, it is a different kettle of fish, isn't it? Um, So I think that I realised about four weeks in that I just couldn't. Like I I was going mad. I was losing it and I felt like, trapped a 1950s housewife and I was like you know we're gonna have to even this out we're gonna have to take advantage of the fact that you are working completely flexibly and find 
a big chunk of time for me to be able to rest and do yeah. some work myself. Um, and the moment I said that, Ross was like, great, yes, let's do it. Um, and he said, you know, like, now you said that, I now understand. Whereas I think a lot of the time, half the problem is we're not communicating yeah, it yeah, well enough either. It. You think they can see. You're like, surely you can see how hard I'm struggling. Mm. Like, I'm sweating here. The kids are screaming. <laughs> But they yeah, don't necessarily, yeah. like you said, like there's this notion women are wonder women and we can do it all and we're fine. And it's funny because yeah. I was um, looking through Sess's Instagram before this, actually. Sometimes I was just like to go read his captions. <laughs> I do really like them. And then one of them was when I went away <laughs> last year. And I'm not going to lie, that was such a defining moment for us as parents, because since then, like it's literally like we're a team because he noticed how much I actually have to do when I wasn't there yeah and I think really, they don't yeah. necessarily realize as well how hard it is a lot of people say that the first weekend that mum goes away and leaves the kids with the dad and <laughs> yeah yeah literally and that's what it was for him and honestly <laughs> it's a game changer so if there's any mums out there that want dad to realize how hard it is after lockdown go away back <laughs> up for the weekend do- if he changes the spirit so um what two tips would you give to someone then to that wants to kind of like start making time for themselves they're feeling overwhelmed and they don't really know where to start um I would say that we all assume that making time for ourselves is some kind of um big you're going out like we were just talking about then you're going out with your mates and you're going on a big night out for me it's not that it can be so simple so if you're struggling to make time for yourself literally tell your husband that this evening when the baby is asleep or the kids are asleep whatever you're gonna have an hour-long bath and hand the baby monitor over to your husband because that's another thing that I used to be really bad at doing is even when I was apparently resting I'd be watching the monitor and I've realized now watching the baby monitor is a job yeah yeah like there's stuff like that that you don't think about that actually means Mm -hmm. you're always on and you just need to have an hour to rest so I would say do something really small say you're going to paint your nails tonight like on your own and you don't want to be bothered for that hour I read a book just do something that's for you and start off like that um and slowly but surely as he gets more confident uh, you know with you being away and you feel a bit more rested you'll find that the kids will start to grow and you'll be more confident to go out for a coffee or out for dinner or out for yeah yeah no. or whatever. I think that's a really good way to start because like you said it doesn't have to be massive and I'm like you like I'll just like it's Friday today how to get wave murders back on so I'll probably just need like 50 minutes to myself <laughs> just to watch how to get wave murder and I'll be yeah. fine so yeah it's, it's good like like start small so that's a really good tip so we're coming to the end of the podcast is there anything that we haven't spoke about that you'd like to um I'd like to say to all mums that you're doing brilliantly even on the days that you feel that you're not um and to just take it one day at a time especially in this walk of life um I think that many of us didn't really realize I mean when lockdown was announced I actually thought in my head I was like my husband's gonna be at home all day I'm gonna have more time I'll <laughs> yeah. start to get some more work done and I hadn't comprehended yeah. like having two children at home and nowhere to go and having to homeschool and look after a baby and all of it how 
mentally draining yeah, that yeah. would be. Um, so I would say, like, the main thing that I want to say to anyone right now is just be kind to yourself yeah. and be realistic with, like, what you're going to achieve right now. Because I honestly think if you're getting up and you're looking after your kids and getting to bedtime, Honestly, you're doing and enough. it's so true. That sometimes that's enough. <laughs> don't kill yourself. I know you haven't, you haven't maybe worked yeah. out or you haven't, I don't know, written the blog for the day, whatever <laughs> it is. But it's true. I think getting through the day is hard enough. So once you got through it, then well done to you. So no, I really like that. So I like yeah, to end totally. the podcast by asking these two questions. So the first question is, what does motherhood mean to you? Motherhood. So I would say it means um, strength. And I think it means love. Yeah. So I think basically it's holding people up and giving as much as you love is yeah yeah no, that's true and i love that and then obviously team <laughs> self-care over here so if you had the whole day to yourself how would you spend it doesn't have to be locked oh, out as goodness. well by the way what would i do <laughs> oh my god this is like <laughs> fantasy um i would get up and i'd go yeah. and I'd do a workout and then i'd have a really long bath after it and then i'd go meet my girlfriends at my favorite place oh, in yeah. Croydon, yeah, the store. Love, love the store. Yeah. So nice, isn't it? I'd have a brunch. Um and then I think once I'd kind of had probably quite a fun <laughs> boozy brunch, I would go for a oh, walk on nice. my own and not speak to and listen to a podcast or something. Um I think mainly what I would like to do if I ever have time to myself is just hear myself think <laughs> it's true just be still and just hear yourself think no that's good yeah I really like that and yeah oh I love the store we'll definitely have to head over there after lockdown and yeah plan. I'll be there yeah. with you in that queue getting the bottomless <laughs> brunch in so where can everybody find you on social media and stuff so I'm on Instagram mainly at the minute I'm hoping to expand that and have a few more platforms in the next year or so but for the moment you can find me on instagram under okay. Mother i'll add that in the description as well for everyone so you know the spelling and all that stuff but honestly thank alice you. thank you so much for joining me today i really do appreciate it thank you Scylla. Thank you again to Alice for joining me and the highlight point I'd like to speak about today is when Alice said that she carried great shame with wanting to be a mum. Now the reason why I wanted to point that out is because I do feel like as women we have been brought up to believe that once we become mums then that's it for us like you focus on being a mum and you don't focus on being anything else but I think it's important to remember that just because we are mums that does not mean our goals and aspirations we shouldn't be going for them it does mean that it probably will take us longer to get there and we may have to take a different route because I don't want to underestimate what being a mum is it does take a lot of responsibility as I'm sure all of you know and it does take a lot of time and effort but that doesn't mean we should not be still going for our goals and another thing that I really liked that Alice said was about not putting too much pressure on yourself and I feel like in terms of what I just said that's also important so 
especially first year of becoming a mum and especially even more if it's your first child just take time don't put too much pressure on yourself and then once you do start to find your feet because you will but it does take time then you can take small steps to kind of get to your goal ultimately you should still be working for what you want it will take you longer like I said I mean it may not who knows but prepare for it to take you longer but know that you will get there eventually thank you again for listening and if you enjoyed the episodes please do leave a rating or a review to keep up to date with the platform please follow at mums that me on instagram or you can follow my personal page at silla crystal